0: 12, verse 6, let's look at it. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. Numbers 12, 6. He said, listen to my words. When a prophet of the Lord is among you, I reveal myself to him in visions. So, in the office of prophets, you will have ability to see into the realm of the spirit around you. Like when you were all speaking in tongues, my spirit was caught up into two hemispheres. As I was receiving information about United Kingdom, what would happen thereafter, by the Holy Spirit of God, I, by my personal curiosity, wanted to know about Nigeria. So, my concentration was divided Between what is being shown to me and what will be shown to me. In prophetic office, God speaks to a a man in vision, open vision. But let me help you know this. The realm of vision has about three hemispheres to it, I would say. There is a hemisphere where you are speaking... And what you are speaking, you are seeing, but not in like an open vision that you see human beings. The part of grace of God that is active in search is knowledge, what you call word of knowledge. Because in word of knowledge, which is part of the chambers of prophetic, you will have a knowing as if you are seeing it. And because the knowing that you have is a sight, you are able to point somebody out that the living God is talking about. And it will be so. It is not a knowledge of thought. It is a knowledge in sight. Or knowledge of sight. Which you see, now with this physical eye, but with the eye of the Spirit. But then also, you can move in open vision, which you will see like people sitting down like this, but not with this physical eye. But you can see everybody. Okay? But you can also see in trance. When you are in a state that you are semi-conscious, in open vision, you will blank from everybody around you. You will not hear anybody anymore. When you are taken into an open vision here, you will just discover that you are away and then suddenly you are back. All will happen when you are away around you, you cannot tell. But when you are in a trance, you will have a consciousness in your environment. Alright? Of a little degree, maybe about 20% conscious, but you will have your more consciousness in the spiritual. And that's the reason why if people are talking to you when you are in a trance, you are hearing them, but if you try to speak to them, you will miss the time of their speech. And it will seem as if you are slurring your, your words or delay in your speech. And that is trance. You can find open vision in the book of Acts, chapter ten, from verses one to verse four. I will come back to these numbers and finish it. But in Acts chapter ten, it talks about Cornelius. Let's look at that very quickly. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as Italian regiment, and he says he and his family were devout and God fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to go regularly. What happened in verse 3? One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius, no. The next verse. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is is it, Lord? He asked. The angel answered, Your "Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. And the rest of it you can read. But what I want want you to see there is that the Bible says he distinctly saw. Okay? Others were not seeing the angel, but he saw distinctly. That is prophetic ability. So God shows prophet visions. Let me help you know this. As those aspects of grace is you know, those aspects of grace defines prophetic office, so also prophetic people. Is different from a prophet. You are prophetic people, but among you will be resting the grace of prophet on one or two or three or more. But all Christians are prophetic people because the spirit of prophet lives inside us. And let me help you understand, one of the commonalities of the spirit of prophet, uh, prophetic people, is ability to see in the dream. Every Christian will have a dream, and every Christian will have visions of the night, Daniel calls it. I'm just introducing the message. We'll go into it in a minute. But you need to know this before we go into it. Every Christian can have nightmare. Am I correct? I can I can't hear from you. Who here had never had nightmare? And I will tell you where you have one. <laughs> You know why we have nightmares? It's so simple. What you see registers in your mind. What you hear registers in your mind. What you commit yourself to read and to see, to study, registers in your subconscious. And the enemy has the power to come as long as what you commit your eyes to see is his article. If you commit your sight to love to see things written by Satan, then evil spirit can come and manipulate those things in your mind and you'll be having nightmare. It's just like, you know, this, uh, you know they do a uh, goggle now that you put in your head and you sit down in one place. And it will seem as if you are running all over the world. And yeah, that is this devil, they are just showing you. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, I just show you a little taste of the, the guy, man. Uh, so that's the reason why anybody who has nightmare needs not prayed for. Just tell them to start reading the Bible regularly and stop reading all those nonsense they read or watching all the rubbish they watch on television. That's the cure. So, same way, the Holy Spirit of God. Can send the angels of God into your dream. Christ sent them through the Holy Spirit, and they can take you into journeys. They can take you into heaven. They can take you into the realm of the Spirit and reveal things to you. I remember when CT just started, there was a woman that was brought to the church. Mommy met the woman, the mother of this woman, recently around the area. This woman was brought into the church. The older woman brought her daughter, who was married then. But having serious problem, she beats up her husband, you know, senseless. And it became a problem for the mother. In England. And her husband could not run away. He's so fearful that if I run, she will come after me, he said, all the <laughs> in England. And then she came to join CFT. And each time she did that, and I sat her down and said to her, why do you do that? She said, Pastor, I don't know. She will weep and cry. I love him. I love him. But why do you beat him? I don't know. So, I recognized, therefore, that if somebody does some act that is not good, evil act, and he does not understand why, that person is under some demonic control. So, I started to pray for her. And then, shortly thereafter, I slept. An angel appeared to me on my dream and said, come, let's go. Before I could get myself together, it took my hand off I went of my body and we flew together in the, in, the, in the clouds and the angel was flying this way and holding my hand my right hand and I was flying along with the angel and we came on the, in the space to a place that looked like a village and we I looked down together with the angel the angel said we looked down I looked down And I saw uh, animals like 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 sheep tied down at the backyard of various huts. And the angel said, "Look over there." And I saw that woman with chain on her neck tied on the ground. And I said, wow, this is this woman. And the angel said, yes, we are here to lose her. And we went straight to that compound. And I was so angry. Came down from the flight, lose her and picked her on the right hand. And in my, in my heart was an indignation to fight whoever did this must be destroyed. And the angel said to me, there is no time for that. And he took me by my right hand, and as we were flying off with the woman, I saw some evil spirit came out from all over the place, and everyone attacked me. They had a you know a weapon that looked like the seed of pepper. Within twinkle of an eye, the whole of my body had been surrounded with this stuff. To the place where you cannot see my skin. In anger, I said to the angel, let's go and fight. He said, no, it is not time for that. And we were going, and I shook my body. And when I shook my body, everything fell off like speck of dust. And I came back home. And, it's, and I got back to my body. And the Lord said to me, that is what has happened to her tomorrow pray for her the following day i called the mom bring your daughter before they got to me she had been delivered Amen. that was in a dream encounter i was in Benin Republic. i think we could have some of you who was there with me in the Republic republic because i told you about that too when i came however what i came from with when i came back some of you saw it I was sitting down here in the Republic with the pastor and suddenly I felt like at the back of my head there was eyes there and my eyes could see everybody, my back, I could see everybody sitting behind me and I was looking up to those worship teams. And suddenly that eye, went, that sight went round from one row to the other, from one row to that, to the third, to the last row, and the third column. And then went into a man, and I saw the man, but then that sight went right through the hand of the man into his pocket. And the man had his hand, his fist, like this, in his pocket. And I saw his hand became like a polythene. And in his fist, holding, I saw two rings interlocked. And I said, Lord, what is this? In vision, you can talk with angels and they will talk with you. They will tell you what you are seeing, why, what it is. Angels don't give you vision without understanding. If they do show you symbols and they did not interpret... Then a journey must begin. Daniel chapter 9 and 10. Go and read it. If they show you symbols, you cannot interpret their symbol. You have to pray to go back into the same encounter where the same angel will appear to you and tell you. For that which you see. Because harvest, you read it when you are studying Jeremiah, isn't it? Harvest could mean punishment and it could mean blessing. Blessing. He said to Israel, I will give them full of the harvest. But he was talking about punishment. So, and the Lord said, that is the one they sent to kill you. Oh, to kill me? I said, yes. And when the Lord said that to me, <laughs> I said, don't Lord, let, let, let me get up. That man must be saved. He was sent to kill me. So I told the pastor, introduce me to the pulpit and he did. And I took the mic and I said, somebody is here who was sent to kill me. Let him stand up. And nobody did stand up. You know, when I say, <laughs> when I say things like that, is it not interesting that a hall so massive and people were standing at the window all around the, 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 the hall? So I, I said, everybody now suspect everybody, you know. No one to kill the man of God here, and I said the man is on my right. And the first one looked back, the one looked back, they looked back, they looked back. When they got to him, he looked back. When I was looking at him now, physically looking there physically, I operated in two sides, as far as physical side can go, but more aglow the spiritual side that identify. So I said that is the man. As I pointed my finger up there, no one can know where the finger is going. But I was looking at him and he was looking at me and the, the angels of God pushed him up. But he could not remove his hand until they pushed him to the front with his hand in his pocket. I pulled out that hand and I took the rings from him and I showed everybody look at what he, has, he was said, And he started confessing and all his cohorts who were there as well because there were so many you saw girls in that meeting with their breasts out and they have inseminated their breasts with marks tattoo marks they came as, as a, a coalition to make sure that i die why because a day before i went to the radio and i challenged them that if you know you have satanic power i want you in my meeting tomorrow try all your power if your power work all of us will serve devil if your power fail all of you will serve jesus and so they came. Of course, they beat their voodoo drum that night till morning to equip the man. And the whole voodoo people put all their power in one man. But Jesus, put principalities and powers, he made a public show of them, triumphing over them. And I took all their power in my hand, brought them to England. So it left them powerless. Hallelujah, somebody. Now I'm telling you this because. Sometimes when we talk about the gift of the Spirit and experiences of the Bible, it is easy for many human beings to feel that, oh, it was in the Bible that can happen, it doesn't happen now. It does happen, it's happening now, it has happened this week among you, and it will happen tonight too. Amen. So Numbers 12, 6. Prophets can see by vision and by dreams. It says, the next verse. But this is not true by my servant, of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. Now understand the criteria for that. Faithfulness in all the household of God. I told you something. Every gift of the Spirit is given to you by you paying for it. Is that? Did somebody there pay for the gift and he got it? Okay. Jesus said, freely you receive. So everyone who charge for the gift, I'm not sure they will enter paradise. I say that because we are not the judge of the world but by the evidence of the scripture jesus said i will banish them into hell where there is gnashing of teeth on the last days we together now and anyone who has a mind that he wants to merchandise people or make money or become rich through gifts holy spirit makes sure that they will only imagine it till death they will not taste it remember in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, it says, the, it is, you know, uh, uh, verse 4, it says that there is one, that, 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 that are many kinds of gibbons in the same spirit. And then in verse, in verse uh, says, uh, 7, it says, to each of the manifestation of the spirit is given to profit others. Yes? yes this has nothing to do with you blessing the men of God over you. If you sow into the lives of men of God, you only help your life. Amen. You only help your life. Because the Bible you have several scriptures God tells you, you must take care of the man of God over you. Because some people are listening to me all over the whole world and I'm saying this, anybody who understands to take care of the man of God that is placed over him had only helped himself in this world on prosperity. who holds on the man of God over him is a thief because the Bible says that those who bless you with spiritual gift you should also bless them with the substance I have given you says the Lord but then the Bible says to the man of God you cannot demand from anybody and that will be utter sin before the Lord so for a prophet to be a seer he must be tested in all household and found faithful. I can tell you about my experience as a seer. When I sat in the office of a seer before the Lord moved into apostolic office. Let me give you one example. Here in London. One day somebody cried to me. Somebody had a problem with God has spoken to me and then he showed up. The problem did is that he didn't know by God. And when he showed up, he, said, he sat me down and said to me that, you know, how much the problem he has, how much the, the, the bailies are coming to take all his stuff. They have even taken uh, a part of it last week and is bankrupt and all stuff like that. And he needed just 10,000 pounds to bail him out. If he can pay 10,000 pounds, all right, his company will come back. Because he placed order for some... Couch potatoes, they call it, at that time, from Spain. And he was supposed to supply another company who had given him LPO. And he was promised that when, you know, if you bring the LPO and pay X amount, we will give you the, the couch potatoes and then they can pay you, pay you or you can pay us. And after paying the money he has, and he has spent the rest of his money doing furniture and all stuff like that to, to create a big office, which is a blunder. But he's a child of God. And he blundered. Hello. And so he could not have just 10,000 pounds to finish the deal. And so Baileys came. And Abel told me this. I'm talking about a seer now. A seer can know things before they happen. And a seer can tell you details of the problems that you have in your heart sometimes. And tell you solution because they work with angels angels stand and whisper to their hearing things that come out from their lips and they are privileged to have knowledge of many things even about nations about people now i don't have ten thousand pounds because at that time this church could not even cough out five thousand pounds You were so small and we are very, very rich. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> At the time. Hallelujah. We are so rich that like we are believing God for... We can believe God for 10,000 pounds. I'm really pretty hard. <laughs> but now, thank God for Jesus. <laughs> if I mention that I need 10,000 pounds, somebody will cough it out. By his volition, <laughs> Comfortably now. So I said, let us pray. Because everything to Christian is prayer. And so he was with me and I was thanking God for 30 minutes. He sat down, he was looking at me. He was saying amen, amen before. He came to a place where I can't say amen again, and he sat down. And he was looking at me. You know? He wanted prophetic direction, but here am I praising God. You know why? Because I know that that is his food. If you know how to praise God, God will know how to reveal sacred things to you. Anybody who is a prophet is a worshiper. You will never find a prophet on earth who is not a worshiper. Their voice may not be good, but they sing. Hmm? So, suddenly, I was taken out of my spirit into the presence of the Father. And there was a court in heaven. And I saw in the court in heaven, they brought this man and they placed him there. And when they placed him there, I saw on the other side, a man accusing him. And the accusation went for a long time. But I saw right before him who is accused, the son of man, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He listened to all the accusation. Before the court of the Father. And then Jesus said a word. And the whole accusation was annulled. And then the Lord turned to me and said, Look down. And I looked down and I saw a village I have never been in England. At that time, called called, um, Wickford. And I saw the entrance to that village. And I saw, as you drive in to the village, you will see a, a roundabout and a bridge in the front. And on the left side is a backless Bank. And the Lord said, tell him to go to that backless Bank. The Lord said, he knows the place, is the way to his house. And tell him to go there tomorrow, tomorrow Monday, I have 10,000 pounds for him. And I started praising God again. And I came back and I said, brother... Hear what the, Lord, the God of heaven has said. Do you know Wickford? He said, yes, that's the way I passed on." I said, yeah, God said that. Good. So when you enter that road that goes straight to Wickford, you will read the roundabout. He said, yes. I said, on the left is a backless Bank. He said, yes, I know the place. I said, okay, now listen to the one you don't know. <laughs> the Lord said, you should go there tomorrow. And you will get 10,000 pounds. He said, I don't have an account with Barclays Bank. I said, well, the Lord said, you want 10,000 pounds to pay for your debt? The Lord said, go there. He has 10,000 pounds for you. He said, what will I say? I said, okay, dress up in suit, carry your briefcase, go there, ask, can I see the manager? When you see the manager, tell the manager, I was praying with my pastor yesterday. And God said, You have ten thousand pounds for me. How sensible is that? To a bank you did not have <laughs> prophetic are uh, mysteries of God, and it confuses the intelligence of this world. How can God tell Jehoshaphat that your enemies tomorrow will be passing through the gorge? You march towards him with what ammunition? Your mouth soldier that are armed to teeth. Thank God Jehoshaphat knows God. He didn't doubt God. What shall you do? How shall you fight? He said, just be saying bless the Lord for his good and his mercy endure forever. Is that all? The prophet said yes. So Jehoshaphat mastered them 2nd Corinthians 2020, and he said let's go and they got there and he put the Levites in the front hallelujah and he said now oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever oh give thanks to the Lord for his love and the earth. oh give thanks and the enemy I'm sure the enemy will be looking at it let them enter into our closet hallelujah but when they came into the rage of the enemy somebody came to dance his name is God I believe that when God moved one leg, he touched the first one. The Bible says, the first one looked back. Who touched me? He gave a stab to the second one. And the second one said, Why did you stab me? He gave a stab. Instantly, the coalition divided against them and they started to kill themselves with their own weapons. That is your God. Yeah. I beg you to love God and to be faithful in your heart. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Who will stand in his holy place? Those who have pure heart and clean hands. Those who do not set their heart to what is first, not spirit. they will receive what? Blessings from the Lord. He went there the second day, and he was trying to ask for the manager, and they were, the, 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 because he's a black man, the whole of that village are white. So when he came into the bank, you know, browses up, he said, can I see the manager? The secretary said, did you have a appointment with him? He said, I don't have a appointment with him, but can I see the manager? And the manager had his shout. You know African people talk low. <laughs> so low that you may have to put some, <laughs> you don't need microphone for them. And the manager opened the door and said, what's going on here? He said, are you the manager? I said, yes, sir. He said, can I see you, sir? He said, come in. And he sat down and he said to the manager yesterday, my pastor was praying for me. And God said, I have 10,000 here. And the manager said, What do you want to do with it? And he told the manager the whole story. I said to him, Don't lie. Because God cannot work on lying. Don't help God. Abraham did it. And he paid dearly till today in his generations. out together So therefore, the manager said all right i'll see you on thursday he came out of the place and told me that he didn't give me the money i said what did he tell you he said we'll see you on thursday ah, if he won't give you money why will he see you on thursday and on thursday the manager went there manager said to him that if you are not credit worthy so i cannot give you loan you don't have account with this company but with this bank but i will open an account for you with ten thousand pounds over draft limits for six months no interest And he said, you can pay your bill tomorrow. And that brought him from red to green. I'm talking about the office of seer and office of prophet. But at the same time, in my talking to you, I'm showing you how powerful, how awesome prophetic is. If only you can plug it. Now, let me talk to you about the gift of prophecy and prophetic utterance. We will close early today. (laughs) Because tomorrow is Nigeria Prince. Pretend as if Nigeria Prince is next tomorrow. I will give you hints about this and by the grace of God we will look deeper into it. The first thing that I want you to have in your heart is this. The gift of prophecy is for all Christians. Yes? 1 Corinthians 14. Let's look at it. Tongues and prophecy is for all Christians. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Yes? Especially the gift to prophesy. The church I used to go where I was born, I grew up. When anybody's prophesying, the rest of us would bow our heads. And you see, those who prophesy will be gallivanting as if, you know. You don't touch them. Ah, that is, that is God. Ah. Anything they tell you to do, you do it. Because they prophesy. They are not necessarily prophets, but we didn't know that. Just for anybody who prophesy, do hear the Lord, I am with you, I will be with you, I'm always with you, and I will do wonders among you, I will do great things among you, I will, I will bless you. I will after saying I will, I will, I will, I will say, peace be unto you. That's a prophet to us. We did not know that anybody can say that, and you don't need to shake your head to say those things. That is prophetic declaration, it's not prophetic utterance. Because it did not give us direction. It did not give us specific. It's just encouraging us. Every Christian should do that. You are speaking on behalf of God. You remember I was talking about the word of faith, declaration of faith. But now you are speaking on behalf of God. Say it all the time. So that God can have something to walk over and bring it to be. But you must say it in faith. However, here, Paul is talking about utterance. Utterance, where you can talk about time and season that things will happen. Now it says, have follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gift, especially the gift of what? Prophecy. You must desire the spiritual gifts as a Christian. But even more than that, prophecy. Why? The next verse says, for anyone who speaks in tongues, do not speak to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him, but he utters mysteries with his spirit. And that's the reason why yesterday, for about 40 minutes, we were just praying in tongues, uttering mysteries to God, because the Bible says you should do so in verse 14. If I pray in the tongue, I know my spirit prays. If I pray in the tongue, I know my my mind prays. What shall I do? I shall pray with my spirit, so that I build up myself, I edify myself, I become strong in my spirit, so that when I open my mouth, it's authority speaking. Christians should pray in tongues. That's what the Bible commands you to do. Paul said here: For anyone who speaks in tongues speaks. Not to men, but to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. And the next verse says, "But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for what? They are strengthening, encouragement, and comfort." Give me King James version on that. Let me show you something. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men. To what edification that is building up, exhortation and what comfort? Give me NIV for you to know the meaning of that comfort and edification. And and, and uh. your English is not up to that. Your English is not so so timber to that. Look at this one. It says, "But he who speaks, he who prophesies, speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort." What about the prophet that prophesied doom to you? In the name of Jesus, that is not from God. I remember one time I was passing through Nigeria, and the prophetic ministers got, they surrounded me and said, Apostle, what's going on in this country? You know, people, prophets are saying that Nigeria is going to war, Nigeria is going to fight, Nigeria is going to, to be destroyed, it's, it's not going to be a nation. Some people are imagining from somewhere, and prophets are saying that it is also it is, it is, it is, it is, oh, determined. And when they were talking to me, And asking me God had not spoken to me but I know according to the Word of God that God does not determine evil for Nigeria because in 1997 the Lord took me to heaven and brought me brought the calendar of Nigeria to me and opened to me the future of Nigeria and showed me what will entail in my lifetime before I die and it's contrary to that The Lord had taken me to heaven again some other time and took me to the mid-heavens where Nigeria was right beneath us and the throne of the Father was up above. And the Father spoke from the throne, looked down, and he showed me the reason for the predicament of Nigeria and the solution. So I told them, they must be liars who prophesy." And the Lord answered, yes, son. They lie. He said, I did not send them, but they lie. He said, they are prophets who pick words from men and speak it as far from God. And I told the, the prophetic voice minister that all the prophets of Israel are blind, they eat too much. Yes, they speak in dollars in the country of Naira. Only they speak in dollars. Listen to me. It's all lie, because for the nation to go into bloodshed, the nation that has one of the largest number of missionaries across the globe, don't you know Nigeria has it? Go to any country under heaven, where you find Nigerian preaching there. Any country, name it. There is a place in China now. They call that place Nigeria because the whole of that area is filled with Nigerians and the Chinese government had to allow them to run their church in that area. I would together now. The Bible says prophecy is to strengthen you, encourage you and comfort you. If anybody says he prophesies to you, the first check is that, does it strengthen you? Does it comfort you? Does he encourage you? If he does not do it, tell the prophet, don't go, sir. May the prophecy be yours. <laughs> that is why you should give return to Sender. Before he goes. You know, you are the one who spoke. May you take back your word, sir. Because the Bible says, prophecy is to encourage me, is to comfort me, is to strengthen me. But this, your prophecy, make me fear. There is no fear in the Holy Ghost. Take your prophecy. May the Lord bless thee. (laughs) Bless thee forever. Amen? Amen. Listen to me, therefore. If that scripture says that, in the next verse he we went for us to say about the prophetic utterance, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So, prophetic utterance is to edify the church. So also is prophetic declaration. Let me say this, if the church is walking in sin, and the Lord will speak, and he will say that I can see among you adulterers, I can see among you killers and murderers, If it is God speaking, he will end up by saying, Buy of me life that you may live. Repent ye therefore. Check that from the book of Revelation, chapter 2 to chapter 4. Jesus will not tell you that you are evil without telling you a way out of evil. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not pray but have everlasting life. Prophecy is not given to man to curse another man. Because God will not curse another man, His image that He had made. Prophecy is given to build up, to encourage, and to strengthen. So if somebody gave you prophecy that is not glad, don't be afraid. The spirit that spoke through him lives in you. Yes? So if people give you prophecy and it's it's a prophecy that makes fear, tell them they haven't finished. They should go back. And receive the rest part of it. Because the end of prophecy must encourage you. It must point you to a direction out of predicament. Prophecy does not tell you about evil coming without telling you a solution that is after the evil. Or how to get out of the evil. Anybody who say that he prophesied in the name of the Lord and is doomed he prophesied without a remedy is of the devil. Let him be accursed I can say. This is one of the things the body of Christ does not understand. Because I know some people who believe that prophets intimidate them by, by warning them that if, you, if I prophesy against you, you can never prophesy against anybody because prophecy does not have its root in the will of the man who spoke. But the Spirit of God rests upon a man and takes control of his tongue and he speaks what he does not want to speak. That is prophecy. Utterance. Declaration, understand, is your own decision. But declaration should be speaking for the word of faith into manifestation. So don't be afraid of a prophet who prophesied to me. I have met a man of God before. Okay, good. I'm doing well with time. i was soon finish. I met a man of God before who, who, who came to, to, to London. Those of you who were with me before, you will remember this man. He, he came to London to come and, you know, he's a man I knew in the early 70s. When God just raised him, I was there when he was ordained. Very anointed at the time. He was a magician, now God born again. We celebrated him so much. He's an elder brother to me. Not by blood. I mean by calling. And we used to, I was among the crusade team in Lagos. I was helping his crusade. And suddenly, after many years, I saw him and I said, "Ha, oh, Everyone, please, God has called me to now. Come and share with my church. And I said to him, by the Spirit of God, don't ask money on my pulpit, please. My pulpit is not a place to raise money. It's a place to raise Jesus. And when he came, he he started telling stories of how his house was burnt. Some of you will know him then. Accident he did not have, he said he had. And then he brought out an envelope. He said this is an anointed envelope. And he started calling my members and giving them the envelope. But you know that first day, you know, in Africa, we respect our senior. I don't know whether it's God I should respect or him. I was in the middle. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Because at that time, I too was growing. This was about 29 years ago. I learned by bitter experience. Say how can how shall we rebuke an adult, a, a, a senior one, anointed of God, in the public before people? So when we when he finished, and I've taught my members, some of them didn't come out, but the new ones came out, and we lost them for, for, for life, uh, because I thought that is my practice. And um, uh, when he left, I, when we left the pulpit and going, I said to him, I told you not to ask for money on my pulpit, so you can't preach again. He said, "Abu, you can't do that. That's my junior brother. You can't do that. I said, for now, sir. He said, okay, he left. He came back the next time, after a year. I said, okay. He said, I I have repented of what I did. (laughs) I said, okay, I allowed him. But when I allowed him, the same thing he did. But each time he came, he was very sick. And I told him the, last, the first time that, let, I will lay hands on you. You'll be healed. He said, hmm. the second time I said, every time you came here, you are sick. And this money, money problem. When we go to him, he sat me down, he said, you know, let me tell you this. I have fallen. Before a mighty man of God tells you are have fallen... It's very, very compound word. And the Lord didn't tell me. I said to him that, Look, if you are fallen, I have just been raised. Anything I ask the Father, He gives me. I will speak on your behalf before Him. He will not refuse my words. He said, I've gone too far. I said, Don't tell me that. You, when God raised the man, when he enters the stadium, you will see the power of God picking people up and flying like paper. Those who have evil spirits. That's how we know Egmon has entered the ground. He will walk like this, fasting and praying so much. When he said, In the name of Jesus, you see blind eyes. With, I, what I saw, they are the ones I saw. That I said, God must use me too. You will see cripple with polio. Nobody touches them. We don't touch people to make them heal. No, they get healed. And now he said that he he can't be restored. But I sat him and probed into him. And then he said to me, let me tell you what made me fall. He told me many things. But the king of it is, he followed others. Like a particular one he said you know i don't ask for money but when i became a friend of this one i followed money you know money is the root of so when you pursue money all evil will pursue you too but this is what i want to say to you three years after he came again i said i broke. can i come and preach i said hey, mom, no <laughs> And now I am matured. I cannot fear man against God. <laughs> he said, "Are you joking?" I said, "Egun, hey, come." When he sat down to his feet. I said, "Look, I know you. You know me. Now I really now know you. Now others don't know, but you have told me. Until you accept me to pray on your behalf are you lead you back to Christ." You won't touch my pulpit. And you know what he said? He said, I will prophesy and curse you. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many Christians are running about because they believe that a prophet of God cursed them? Anybody who curses you, Genesis chapter 12 applies. God said, I will curse. You don't need to pray against curses. Once we eat their mouth, their curses cannot ensue. Are right, we together now? So, you cannot use prophecy to curse a man. You cannot use prophecy to install a king. You cannot use prophecy to remove a man from office. If anybody says, Let us prophesy to remove Borry Johnson, Borry Johnson will be there. <laughs> I'll tell you, your prophecy will strengthen his office. It says in vain they plot. They shall gather and they shall scatter. He who plots against the direction of God shall fail by the compass of God. Let us curse that leader. You cannot, Your curse is not in the mouth of a man. For God so loved the world. He loved all men. Jesus died for all men. If the apostles went... Paul was killing them. If they have cursed Paul to die, let's assume that Paul died. All of us Gentiles were doomed for life. Because Paul is the one that God ordained to come to this world and save Gentiles. But he had to be killing Christians. Okay? And Christians are praying God should have mercy on him. They stoned Stephen. He said God have mercy on them. They have not stoned these people who curse others. If they stoned them, come what would they do? Prophecy is not to do that. So therefore, let's run through what prophecy is for understanding. And then we'll go into prophetic for probably about ten minutes. If you look at the book of Numbers 11, 29, Moses said, but Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? This is to Joshua. After the Lord took out the spirit of Moses and put in the elders, the elders, the prophesied. Joshua said, Stop them! And Moses said, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the lost people were what? And that the Lord... So, Moses said he wished that all the lost people are prophets. Let me look at what Paul said too. Look at verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. So, Moses has the spirit that is in Paul. That's why they could speak the same way. That's why I tell you, in this church, do I not tell you all the time? Anything that God does through me, He can do through you. We suck from the same breast. I receive from the Lord, I regurgitate it into you. If you can follow the path, I want to sit down uh, in the next uh, probably maximum 10 years time. And here you manifest. And if you not reach there, from now I will sit. One by one you will manifest. Because the spirit that works in me is the spirit that God has given to you. The Spirit will work a gift when the, 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 you allow the Spirit to come out and come upon. That's why when we go to crusade sometimes, I tell you to come and pray for sick, so that you can see how cheap God does it. When the Lord Jesus is present to heal the sick, take a baby to lay hands on the sick. As long as that baby is born again, the sick will be healed. It has nothing to do with a special anointing. There is no special anointing. If the anointing is special, let me tell you guys, you are special people. It is, the anointing, the special anointing will come upon special people. No one is more special than you in this globe. Raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils. I would gather now. Therefore, what is Prophecy. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to God, the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of the law. So, mystery belongs to God. Things revealed belong to us. So, prophecy is the revelation of mystery. Write it down. So, Prophecies are revelations from God, revelations of mystery. What does prophecy speak about? One, prophecies speak about what God had already established to happen. One, God has ordained that this will take place in England and is so. You were all here when in the beginning of last two years ago, I told you on January 1 that in September last year that there'll be an attempt to remove our prime minister and i said to you by october it will become very high but her time was not up if she scales through that no one can remove her now remember that september one it was announced on television you remember when the lord told me about fire that is burning that will burn and burn a city and you were witnesses when they announced that fire in America, La City. Some of you were here when I said to you, I saw a man after Obama. Describe that man, and he will show America what. You were here when I told you when they were when they were talking about who will be the next president of America, and I said, Ah, that is the man. His name is. Trump and I said Lord why would you let this man be president look at how he's talking he's just talking anyhow and God said that is why I want to use him (laughs) excuse me who can question God you were here when I told you that Nigeria will be ruled by Buhari okay when everybody says that uh, the other man is the divine destiny of Nigeria and I told you that I had God I have no affinity with anybody. And when the election took place, when they argued with me in Nigeria at the time that, in January when God said that, what is going to be your president? They said, no, 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 it cannot be. Why? How can I say something different? And God said, tell them your election will not take place next month. But it will take place in March. And I told them, I left Nigeria. The second week election was annulled. They thought the last week, the, the president said it will be next month as the Lord has said. And then people called and said that we have no more, we need no more evidence. And he became the president of Nigeria. Is it because I love Buhari? I don't even know him. I don't know him. I've never spoken with him. Do I know who he is? I don't. I, didn't, I knew who he was when himself and the We were, were together. In Nigeria, do you know that I have received a letter from Nigeria by somebody who wrote me from Nigeria and said to me that what you know apostles have been respecting you before? <laughs> I said that's a good commendation. He said, But I don't respect you anymore. Oh, I said that is interesting. He said, How dare you call Bwari the, the Cyrus the servant of most high God? Oh he said, Did you not know that Cyrus was a child of God? And I said, I wrote him back, I said, bro, I know your passion that you have in your heart. You know? I said, "You did not read Isaiah chapter 45 verse 6. He says to Cyrus, though you know me not, and yet I've called you my servant. Cyrus was a hidden king. He was a hidden king. Someone said, Why didn't you prophesy? Why would you prophesy that I, an ungodly person would be the president of Nigeria? And I said, You didn't understand. With all the problems, you know, for Nigeria, they accuse uh, every problem that happened in Nigeria now, they accuse it on that president. Okay? I don't know where they got the information from. Nobody has come out to me to tell me that we arrested a fool and he has men, and he confessed that Buari is the one sponsoring us. I'm trained in law not to accept any without evidence and I'm trained as an intellectual not to base my argument on a premise that has no credible source and I'm trained as an apostle not to accept what men say except what he who lives forever and ever has said I said to the person did you not read when Jeremiah prophesied against Israel are Israel not God's people? And Jeremiah prophesied that a hidden will come and they will, he will take all of them into slavery. You just did it in, in school, didn't you? And not only that, he will kill all the children of the king before the king. And he said to the king, that man will guard your eyes out. God told his own child. Hidden king will gouge out your eyes. The king was angry with Jeremiah, put Jeremiah in prison. And the king... Married from Jeremiah's daughters, ancestor. Now, when the hidden king came to fulfil prophecy, he swept over Israel, isn't it? Yes, he caught the king, he killed all his children as Jeremiah said before his eyes, and he gouged out his eyes. And the same hidden king freed Jeremiah. In the affliction, God will sentence upon nation: you will not be partaker of it. Yeah. The issue is not who rule. The issue is what have we done that subjected us to this suffering? I told all of you who are here, don't miss tomorrow prayer for Nigeria. I have a word in my mouth from heaven. Yeah? Prophecy is not somebody just eating bellyful and saying, thus seeth the Lord. If he says so, it will not happen. And the Bible says, a prophet who says, and it did not happen, he said, know it, that it's not from me, says the Lord. Prophecy is not according to your desire. When prophetic spirit come upon you, you can prophesy against yourself. Did you remember the prophet, the small prophet that God told him, don't eat when you go there? He got there. The senior prophet said that, angel told me. And the small prophet now, listen to the old prophet, because... The fear of old people make people disrespect God, the ancient of days. Because the old people said this. So let me also put put it. Prophetic don't work like that. While he was eating, the real prophetic spirit came upon the old fallen prophet. He now said, as you go, because you have rebelled against the voice of the Lord your God, as you go out of this place, a beast will eat you. And it was so. Your own will not end up like that. You must know what prophetic is. Don't be afraid of anyone who prophesies. Because in your mouth is the spirit of prophet too. And understand, if the prophetic spirit speak doom, it can only be for warning. He will tell you, we out. That's how you know God is speaking. I we together now. And you know quite, I can give you many, many more examples. What we are saying is this. Prophecies, is therefore speak about what God has already established. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. Like destiny of Jeremiah. Number 2. Prophets speak about what man will do. By prophetic we can access. You are going for an interview tomorrow. This is what they will do in your interview. Not because God caused them to do it. But that is what man will choose to do. And you have seen that happen in this church. Even among you God revealing to you questions that interviewers will ask you you got there the way you saw them dressed that's the way you met them and the question you saw them ask you on that revelation that's what they asked and they got the job. It happened in this church quite well. You can write down jeremiah chapter two verse thirty seven and then second chronicles chapter twenty verse thirteen to seventeen it is about jehazel who prophesied to jehoshaphat. number three prophetic word or prophecy it could speak about the recompense of sin. That is God is going to punish sin and he's going to tell you what God will do as a punishment for sin but he will tell you unless they repent so shall it be unto them. But if they do not repent that which God said will happen. You can't pray against it. You can only repent against it. Jeremiah 2.35 Jeremiah thirty-five six, Babylon will be destroyed. Said, he said, said Babylon will destroy Jerusalem. Said Jeremiah, and in chapter thirty-nine, that prophecy was fulfilled. Number four, I'm talking about what prophecy speak about. Prophecy speak about what man will choose to do. And you can read that in Exodus seven three. To four. You know, all of you who got married, God knew that you would choose to marry the one you married. It's your choice. Even there are some people, when they prophesy to you that don't go into that relationship, you will say that I love her so much. And after you loved her and you married her, something began to happen. You remember that the prophet said, you need more efforts in that one so your choice that you will choose not what god had chosen for you what you will do tomorrow by prophetic we can access it and tell you that tomorrow you wake up at this time even if you decide not to wake up you will wake up at that time because god knows your choice and when you wake up tomorrow this is what you will do this is what you will do this is what you will do this is what you do your prophecy can access it i will get to that these are things that i saw looking at the spirit of prophecy utterance i'm talking about can access now when you get home read the book of first samuel chapter 10 verse 6 that answers the question how does prophecy come i've been talking much about that it comes by spiritual enablement spiritual enablement for second Peter 1 21. For prophecy never had its root in the will of man. But when men spoke for, from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And that's what I was telling you that when you prophesy, let me say this to you. When God told me that Trump was going to win, I called my friends in the U.S., you know. I mean, he he visited you during the men's um, uh, meeting, the evangelicals. And I said to them that, you know, I called them that why don't you support one of our friends who was who was uh, trying to become you know he was competing and he said to me no no no, no we will support him because of his belief recently so a few days after when the Lord told me that this Trump of a man is the one that I showed you and the vision came back and I called them I said oh boy this man Trump will rule America and they said to me God is reckless i said god told me i told god to that he looks reckless in the way he's speaking he's speaking like somebody who doesn't want to be a president he just wants to stir up uh, the whole thing. and he said the same thing i told god that but but god why is he just talking carelessly god said that is why i want to use him god said because what i put in his mouth he will not it, he will say it before he weighs it but god said if he puts someone like you and i there if God put something in our mouth that it looks dangerous, we will wait. And say, is it questionable? Is it uh, politically correctness? Is it incorrectly politically? But Trump, he may be in the plane and he came to his mind, he will just tweet it to the whole world. Then before he goes to other people and say that, what I tweeted, is it okay? <laughs> is with them put him there and if you look at what that man is doing everything the world system have relied upon that works for them the man obsoleted everything everything including wto hallelujah <laughs> 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 everybody's running a shelter. the one that they will go to secret corner and and, and, and polish him and say no if we say it this way you know we're afraid there will be war he will say it before you're going to meet them and there is no war he has said it. You know this Jerusalem stuff they have been talking about all these years? With all the fear. Yeah, this will happen, that will happen. He didn't tell them. He just announced it and that's it. And before they are planning to talk and converse, he had moved Jerusalem, moved the chapter to Jerusalem. And before they are talking, the embassy is already in Jerusalem. And then people will say, no, 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 no. Where is the noise now? I told my friends. So my friends said that if God said, I said, "If you don't vote him, he will rule over you, and you won't have part of him. If you don't support him now," so they said, "Okay." And all of them gave him support. Thank be, thank be to God. <laughs> Prophecy come by enablement. If we look at the book of Acts, chapter two, it says, "They prophesied and uh, they spoke in tongues as the Spirit enabled them." Chapter two, verse four. I'm finishing now on. Acts chapter 19, 1 to 6. It talks about some disciples who looked at that uh, two days ago, you know, who were baptized into, you know, by by the baptism of John. And they said that, um, you know, after Paul spoke to them, verse 6 of chapter 19 says, When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Therefore, note these four things. Prophetic declaration causes God to act. 1 Kings 17, one and 2. Understand, prophetic declaration is what you declare in the name of the Lord. That is, you know, declaring. Someone says that the Lord is here. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will strengthen you. He will, he will, he will give you what you want. And when you begin to say that I told you, you easily shift into utterance where you begin to say specific thing there's somebody here who has this case and this case, and go we do this and somebody here who is seeking this and that and this what solution will happen but you start from prophetic utterance which you can speak you have right to speak jesus says we say to the mountain be removed either you speak by word of faith or prophetic uh, declaration sorry prophetic declaration Second thing is that prophetic utterance causes man to profit. To profit, Declaration causes God to act. Because Elijah said that shall be no deal and God made it happen. But utterance causes man to profit. Alright? Elijah, when he drank the brook dry, he said to the, to the widow, when he made the widow, he said, this, your, your, your uh, vase of oil shall not dry up. And the bag of your flour will not be used up and that is utterance and then prophetic declaration also brings signs and wonders and prophetic utterance also brings direction we have looked at various scriptures on this in the past three days so prophetic utterance causes god to act prophetic utterance brings direction prophetic prophetic declaration causes god to act prophetic declaration brings signs and wonders Prophetic utterance causes man to profit And prophetic utterance brings direction Because it's a hidden thing that God is revealing And word of faith provokes prophetic utterance Chapter 17, 12 to verse, verse uh, 16 Finally when, if you look at your lives as believers, there are many times that prophecies have been spoken about you into your life. Some people have said that when will the prophecy be fulfilled? Let me tell you when. What can you do for the prophecies spoken over your life to happen to you? And that's where we're going to pray. Paul said to Timothy, First Timothy 1.18 Timothy my son I give you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by following them you might fight the good fight holding on to faith and a good conscience some have rejected this and so have shipwrecked what is Paul saying here? You must follow the prophetic. If I was speaking by the Spirit of God, I prophesy to you that you are an evangelist. You must now change your lifestyle and walk towards that. There are some kids I pick up when I name children in this church. God will tell me they are spiritual mandate and they are career. If you look at those children, all of them have fulfilled their careers. But when it comes to spiritual mandates, a number of them have come to me and said that, Apostle, when will God fulfill it? Let me help you know this. You fulfill the career because you work in line with the prophecy. You will fulfill your spiritual if you work in line with the prophetic given to you the first thing your mind clear it doesn't mean you are above mistakes but the fact is you love God more than anything if God rebuke you you will be afraid and you will repent and change that is the kind of attitude you love the Lord you will not miss prayer when others are praying you will feel guilty unless if you are on a mandate which you cannot, you don't have power to change. You, they cannot be studying Bible and you are resting somewhere. If you do that, you will only be nursing the prophetic until the Lord calls you home. Not because you cannot fulfill the prophetic, but there is a mindset that anyone must have. Anyone who wants to fulfill prophetic utterance over their life must have a change of mindset. You must read the Bible. You must love God. I was talking to someone just recently that, you know, when you you want to see vision, let me help you know this. You want to have encounters of heaven. It's so cheap. You don't need visa. To go to heaven, you don't need to go and kill in an embassy. God searches the heart of man. If you can be very, very Love into God. That is you truly, truly love God. Yeah. When you truly, truly love God, you will be a prayer person who prays regularly, who seeks his face all the time. Okay? You have a passion. I will say you are lost in God. He will take you to where he stays. He will reveal himself to you. It is better for Christians not to pray that God bless me. Okay? But to seek God to reveal himself. Because when you build yourself to the place where God now can entrust you with relationship, you will not ask him for blessing. You will get it. You will not ask him for knowledge. You will get it. Because he will always be there for you. But you see, our flesh always love. Things that will perish. And Satan also always is a master of dividing our hearts to things that will not profit. So we have to decide in this meeting that we will truly seek God. Don't believe that there is a particular gift that is not for you. That is a lazy man's attitude. As far as I'm concerned, all gifts are yours. Yeah, if you don't say amen, I say for you. All gives our mind. If you say people are sick, I want to be used to be for healing. Somebody is bom- uh, possessed. I want to cut the demon out.